Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners, and nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Welcome, everyone, to season seven of Sex Talk with Tracy and Kelsey. And normally we are full of boasting with where we've been, but I actually haven't been anywhere in the last month. Have you? Have I been anywhere? Do you know? I don't think you've been anywhere. I don't think we haven't done anything. No, no, we've done absolutely nothing. Just been sitting around the house. Aren't you glad to take advice from us? Don't we sound fun? <laughs> we've done nothing. Now we're going to give you sex advice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we have. To- oh, I know what I did. That was absolutely amazing. I went to a wedding of a friend of mine who is non-binary. So she was lesbian. Now she's non-binary. So she doesn't identify with a man or a woman. She married a lesbian who's been married before, who has two children, one of which is trans. And the baby father was there who's... Um, the bride's or one of the bride's friend who donated sperm for the two kids. How about that? Is that not a thoroughly modern wedding? I just want you to know that myself and the listeners have no idea what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused. It was a lot going on. I know there is a lot going on. So basically two women got married and because it was two women and there were tons of lesbians there, there were tons of gay men there. There were lots of high powered TV people because I met her through TV and she's hilarious and uh, her um, partner's hilarious. But it was just so interesting. It was so interesting to have all this mix. And because it was such a kind, lovely wedding with brilliant speeches, really heartfelt, everybody got on, everybody had a laugh. And I just thought this whole same sex thing, I might come back as a lesbian actually. I could I totally get a lot right. I could totally see you as a lesbian. Could you? Yeah. I do think too, what we have found as women is that our friendships and our connections with our women friends is so deep and so special that I would assume that if you find someone that really, really is who you want to go with through life with, you know, mm. that's, it just makes sense. I mean, maybe there's a world where we we are all married to women and then we just go out, we go on trips with guys, reverse. No more girls trips. You <laughs> yeah, go on yeah, yeah. With your husband, but you live with your girlfriend. There's an idea. Live with that's your girlfriend. That's a really good idea. Travel on trips with your husband and he comes over to have sex and then he goes back and then you guys go and watch Suits again, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. You're a closet misogynist, aren't you? What is it? No, they're not misogynists. What is it when you hate, when you're anti-men? What is it? I love men. Not that. So do I. What is the word? Anyway, it's not misogynistic. It's 
something beginning with P. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, moving right along. It was a very interesting wedding anyway. Sounds very, awesome. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Sounds cool. So I did do something. Well, I didn't. I've just been here waiting to talk to you. So let's get started with well, these. It's a long time to sit there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'll tell you what, I, I need to get out soon. I need to, I need to get, I'm starting to get out. We got stuff on, on the horizon. It's going to be a good fall. Okay. It will be. Right. Here we go. Good questions. These are great questions. Question number one. I was in a relationship for 10 years and the sex was never great, but I felt safe and supported in a lot of ways and I loved my life. We were both each other's first boyfriend and girlfriend, but we barely had sex and I didn't feel desired. On the rare occasions we did, he'd lose his erection. I tried to get him to feel comfortable talking about sex and be more interested in it, but it felt more like a brother-sister relationship. After three years of therapy, I decided I wanted to move on and end the marriage. I have been successfully dating since then, been having great sex and even tried sex clubs, but I haven't felt the same safety and security in a relationship since. I had a great sex with one guy and the chemistry was off the charts, but he wasn't very nice to me. I'm now worried I ended it with my husband looking for a fantasy. Can you have great sex and great friendship in a relationship or is there always a sacrifice? Should I have tried harder to get him interested in sex? My ex-husband is getting married again, so he must have sorted things out with his new partner. I know. Question that everybody can relate to that one, I think. I think we've all done that and, well, not all of us, but I certainly did that and then thought, shit, <laughs> what have I done? But can I just say first up, shall I go first? Sure. To this one? Okay. It doesn't mean the problem's sorted just because he's marrying someone else. He might have just hooked up with somebody who's not interested in sex. So don't think that, because that is the thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, bugger, the next person's going to get this great version of my husband and because he's done all that therapy now. But so don't think that. And yes, it is difficult to get great sex and great love in the same package. But I think what, what, you'd be better off thinking, what she'd be better off thinking is, if you think of relationships as sort of on a slider, right, then there's love at one end and sex at the other. Because we, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that, you know, the things that that make you fall in love and the things that keep you sexy are two totally separate things. And most couples choose the nice bits because you don't have sex that often. But there is, you know, an extreme. There, there is somewhere in the middle. That's what I'm trying to say. There is somewhere in the middle. At the moment, she's had the no sex, high love one. Now she's gone the other way to having great sex, no commitment. But the reality is she'll end up finding somewhere where it's in the middle. So it's, you, you know, the sex might not be amazing, but it might be good sex and the love might be great or it might be a little bit the other way. All of us settle somewhere in between and we never, you've got to compromise. It's sort of, I don't think what she's asking for is a fantasy, but I do think it's very high expectations to have amazing sex and amazing love. At the start, you get it. But occasionally, then then after time, I think it settles into some kind of midline. So her thing is to make sure that she picks a partner who's interested in sex, like a guy who's still interested in sex. I don't know how old she is. And then be prepared to compromise and just be aware that, you know, it's not going to be, it might not be amazing in every single way but I mean look let's put it this way I'm I want to move and I've made a moving list with 10 actually about 500 things on it I'm not going to get 500 things I'm going to have to compromise on so many of them and I also don't think she should look back because 
you, she went above and beyond with this guy. Three years of therapy. Yeah. Most most couples after three months, oh, Christ, I've had enough of this, and they're off. So I think she should look back with fondness on that relationship. She she did try everything. I have every confidence in the world that she'll find something that really does tick a lot of boxes that she's very satisfied with. Yeah, so, so don't think that you've left for the wrong reasons. I did that a bit when I left my first husband because I was – I, I know it sounds awful to say I married too early because I was 30, so it wasn't that early, but I hadn't finished yet. I just hadn't finished yet, and I left, and then Literally. I sort of went on this. <laughs> no. And then I, I went on this wild dating spree, and I was like, yes. And then after that it was like, oh, this is a bit lonely. And then when I decided to settle down, it was a bit like, oh, Christ, maybe I should have stayed. And I did go through years of thinking I'd done the wrong thing, but I haven't. I didn't do the wrong thing. And she she had to walk out of that relationship, don't you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think first of all, three years of therapy, you you know that you did the work, and at some point you realize it just wasn't there was nowhere to go. What happens though, as when we break up, and we know it's the right thing, but then as time goes by, and especially if you see somebody with someone else, all of a sudden it brings up all your feelings of like, wait, did I screw up? Someone else is with them. I think that's a really big thing that sometimes happens to people I've dated or I've, you know, been with over the last six years. I'm clear that they're not right for me. But then if I hear that they're with someone else, you're like, well, mm. what was it me? And then you're like, no, mm. no, no, it was us. Like we are not, we don't work. I mean, we talk about this all the time and great sex and great friendship. I think great is a big word for the sex if you have a great friendship. And I think you can have great sex and great friendship in a dating relationship. So there are, it, I think there are examples where it's a little more casual. You have great sex, you're great friends, but you're not the person. They're not your person. Mm-hmm. There's somebody along the way. And I've had- She wants safety, doesn't she? She keeps using the word safety and security. So yeah, I think she is looking for long a commitment, do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, of course, like there's nothing in life that doesn't cost something to get. Like everyone has to be really clear. There's a price for everything. That's why that's a saying. So there is always a sacrifice. And the problem is it's not that you don't, that the sex isn't good with someone that you really love. It's just that everything over time becomes something we've done a lot. So novelty just goes away. So novelty is what makes it so exciting in the beginning. Why after 20 years of marriage, you have this great friendship and this great love, but the sex isn't as exciting. It's just simply because the novelty's gone. Mm. Tracy and I debate whether you can bring that back in. I mean, I guess I, I hope to one day try that out, but... You can bring it back in. You really can. It takes effort, but you can, yes. Yeah. And I think if you're a little shyer about sex or if you're not as outgoing in that area or don't feel as confident, it's hard to make those moves that will then give you a little novelty. Mm. I don't think I could have done it in my marriage if my husband had been like, we're going to try this. I would have been like, that's a no, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean, only because you had young kids, but say he he lived longer, the kids were the age they've gone. And then he turned around and said, let's be a bit more explorative. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I want to say, I want to say I could have, but I think it would have been really hard. I just didn't know how to, I didn't have that skill set. I didn't know how to go like, okay, Kelsey, change the way you feel and look mm. and act and try something different. I couldn't get away from myself. I think mm. now I would be able to, if I got into a rut sexually, I could be like, let's try this. This woman sounds very confident, like she wouldn't have a problem with that because she, she's off at sex clubs. She's not going to have a problem saying to this new guy, look, let's mix it all up a bit. You know, maybe not necessarily a sex club, but I just feel like she's not going to, if so long as she picks a guy who is interested in sex, she's got enough 
sexual energy for both of them, if you yeah. know what I mean. And just have fun with it. Now you've seen and done the things that you always wanted to do. And once you've done it, I feel that way too. Like once you've done it, you can replicate it. If you've never seen it, you've never experienced it, it's hard to know what you're missing. Now you're, she's gone and, and experimented. Now the next guy, she'll be able to integrate both. We're excited for you. Yeah, report back, but don't feel down. You've done the right thing. Absolutely done the right 100%, thing. 100%, 100%. Okay, next question. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jim, I'm a 29 year old virgin. It's not for religious reasons, and I'm not waiting for marriage. Sex just didn't feel right for me growing up, but now I feel like the pressure is mounting as I get older. I'm worried about what a future partner or fling will say. Will they find my inexperience unsexy? How should I handle the situation? And what advice can you give me to prepare? All right, you'll go on this one. Okay. God, I felt that way, actually. I just, I remember thinking sex was a really big deal. And um, it was something that was really sacred. And I was it wasn't religious or anything. It was just, it was some message I got either from my family or from me that was like, sex is important. And it's, you have to be careful who you have sex with. Tracy did not have that problem. Were your parents religious? No. 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 It was about, I mean, I, I feel like the message was just, this is a big deal. And who you give this to matters. Mm. It's not a handshake. It's it's a spiritual yeah. connection or something. You know, that like my mom used to always say, if if someone if goes in you, they will always have been in you. Like, you, like he's a part of you. Like that... And I was like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> that would put me off. Yeah. You know, we got this thing in it, which is interesting because we got the email about the this lady who was 29, isn't she? And then I got an email, another email saying, I was raised in a fairly traditional Catholic family. I didn't lose my virginity until I was nearly 26 because of the fear and shame around sex. And then I looked up the stats and one in eight 26-year-olds in the UK are virgins. Yeah. One in eight. Yeah. It used to be one in 20. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I it wasn't any I didn't think I was going to go to hell. I didn't think anything. I just was very I was it felt very personal and it felt very I wasn't also I think it doubles up with I wasn't very fun. I wonder if this girl is like a fun party girl, probably not. She's probably like me. She probably like read a lot or mm. you know, I just I don't know. I think it's our personality too. Some people are just fun and they are fun on the dance floor, they're fun in the bedroom. They're fun at parties. And then there's other people that just don't have that as much. So I don't think she needs to worry at all. I will tell you, sex is like riding a bike. Once you get started, it just works. So mm -hmm. I don't think that you need to be worried about anything. It's literally self-explanatory once you get started. So do you reckon people will 
think she's worried about what people will think. Will it put people off? I mean, there's a whole whole lot of men who would be super turned on at taking your virginity. I would actually avoid those guys, actually. My husband would be like, you've had sex with one person too many. I don't have sex with one person before him. He's like, that's enough. I was like, you had sex with 600. But yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to worry about a guy being like, oh, shoot, she hasn't slept around. No. Well, I, I don't know. I think it depends on the guy because... If you get a guy who's really obsessed with sex and sex is his big thing, I think he will look at you and think, well, she's obviously not got a strong sex drive or otherwise she'd have explored it by now. Mm. So I think the sort of guy that would suit her better that she's going to attract will be a guy who has high morals, who has, you know, who who sort of values discipline, who's impressed that she hasn't just slept with somebody for the sake of it. And But what I think is more important than the fact that she's a virgin is what does the future look like? Is she actively avoiding sex or just hasn't found the right person? Does she feel excited about the prospect of sex or is it making her feel very anxious mm-hmm. and, you know, and nervous and, and sort of, and she's avoiding it? Because that's what's going to count in the relationship. It's not that she hasn't had sex before. It's does this mean you have an issue with sex or does it just mean that it just didn't happen in the right way? Because, of course, we had COVID in between all that. So that would have shaved off a couple of years of, you know, when she probably would have been out there losing her virginity. I also want to know what the messages were from her parents. I don't know, maybe it could just be that, you know, she didn't do it when she was younger, missed the moment. And I've heard this story so many times. They just, everybody else was doing it. They didn't for some reason or not. Then they get a bit older and the pressure's mounting. They feel a bit awkward. So they sort of feel a bit nervous about it. So they put it off, put it off. Next thing, time's gone by and you're a 29-year-old virgin. And I think that kind of is what happened with this girl. I'd like to know, she talks about how to prepare for sex. I think she should watch a little bit of porn. And has she been masturbating? Yeah. She doesn't say anything about whether she's explored herself sexually. You should be masturbating and you should be watching some classy, women-friendly porn. So you can kind of picture what it looks like and what's going to happen and have Mm. some type of visual idea on how it starts so you're not just thrown off. I mean, man, you can watch anything on Netflix now. You don't even yeah, need to watch porn. it's fair to say. I mean, it'd be very rare that she hasn't seen or had some yeah. idea, isn't it? I, I, I definitely recommend a clitoral vibrator, by the way, and 100. just to make sure that she can orgasm. But then also, in her case, I would recommend an insertable vibe like a rabbit to just get used to having something inside the vagina. You won't have a hymen. You're not going to have a hymen at 29. Most people lose their hymens really early on anyway. And contraception saves sex. You need to think about that. And there's one book, I've recommended this book before, but just in case the messaging from the parents wasn't that great, I would recommend that you read Sex Smart, which is by Aline P. Zoldbrod, Z-O-D-B-R-O-D. If you want some practical info, you can read my book, Hot Sex, because that's got lots of um, things in it. And my website's full of how to give a handjob, how to give a step-by-step practical stuff so that you won't be going in blind. If you're really interested in sex, a lot. I honestly recommend Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. It's a bit, it's a bit heavy, but it's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? Yep. No, I it's think very interesting. I think you're you're you can be prepared easily. She shouldn't worry. Be excited about it. It's an awesome experience. You know? Well, what's she gonna say? I think she should work out what she's going to say. Have a little speech. And so when you meet somebody and they start making sexual advances, you need to be able to say, Look, you might be a bit shocked at this, but I'm a virgin and this is how it happened. You know, kind of what I said, if that is the case, I just didn't do it when I was younger and then I just didn't want to do it for, you know, for, but. So take it slow. 
but take it slow. But I do enjoy sex with myself and I'm looking forward to exploring sex with you or with somebody else. So just so they know where they're at, because there will be some people that will look at you and think, does this girl, is she asexual? Does she just not want to have sex at all? Yeah. Why? Because you had, there's no proper, if you were like, if it was a cultural reason or if it was a religious reason, it's almost people sort of go, oh yeah. But when there's no reason yeah. other than just events, I think you sort of have to work out some little speech. Do you? A hundred percent. Yeah. People are going to ask. I mean, I always ask, I, I mean, I always talk about that stuff beforehand. How many people have you slept with? What's you your... shouldn't. Kelsey, I've I told you not to. allowed to do that. Why? Oh, I have to ask. I mean, I just, because I need to know if you're a slut, a whore, or <laughs> a nice person. No. Well, you can't. That's so bad. No, of course well, not. People... I have to ask. I have to ask. You. Oh, my God. I also have to ask, are they sleeping with someone else? You can ask that, but you can't ask somebody how many lovers. I'll ask anything. <laughs> And I have to make up my number. I make up my number based on whatever I think is the right thing. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing, of course. Exactly. Everyone's lying anyway. <laughs> Who cares? It's all a big joke. You no, know, I've had so many, so few people ask me how many people I've slept with. Because they, they know there's hundreds because of your job. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but you don't become a sex expert with three people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. You could. There are plenty of sex. Look could, at Esther nobody Brown. would listen. She's a sex expert. That's true. She got with her partner when she was... 21 or something. But hers is more about the emotional side of sex, less the um, actual physical parts and how you, you like teach mm. it. You're a teacher of sex. Right. Okay. I'm, a, I'm right. your student. <laughs> God help me. You've got Here to stop go. asking that. <laughs> okay. You've got to be good at making up your number if you are good. If you are I have a great it. number. I've always wanted to get to, I've always thought nine was the perfect number. Tens is the one that everyone says. Really? Oh God, I've, yeah. got to, I've got to get to work this weekend. <laughs> okay. Next question. My daughter is 16. We're very close and I've always been very open with her about sex. She's never expressed a romantic or sexual interest in anyone until last week when she told me she's not straight and has a crush on a girl at school. I'm actually relieved that she is having normal teenage feelings. My question is how as a straight woman to best support and continue to educate her about sex in the coming years. What conversations might need to be have that are particular to her sexuality? Should I seek out a gay woman for her to confide in? To be clear, she has not expressed any need for any additional support. I'm just a mom trying to be prepared. What a lovely mom. Oh, my gosh. And you all just love that mom. I love her. And I love the last thing she said. Just to be clear, she has not asked for this, which is exactly <laughs> what my daughter would be like, wait, nobody wanted to have this conversation, mom. No. And and I think the gay mentor introducing, hi, I just thought you should meet Jane. No, I don't think so. I think you're a lovely mom. I love the total acceptance. I love the encouragement of just accepting stuff. But as evidenced by this wedding that I went to because I had lots of conversations. Do you know there's a place in um, the UK called Brighton, which is kind of the gay capital of, of the UK, mm-hmm. and a couple of the kids of the these um, people that were at the wedding were going to schools in Brighton, and one of them was saying to me, they are given like a list of 12 different sexualities that they can identify with, and these kids are like in a candy shop. They're like, I'm going to identify as a straight gay man who likes cats this week and next week I'm going to and they're trying all over the place and I think it's wonderful that that's you know there are so many choices but just because she says she's not straight now and thinks she fancies women doesn't mean she's going to stay a lesbian she might do she might never waver but I don't that's just her exploring her sexuality so I don't think you need to worry too much about that 
I think there's any need for a game on mentor. I think she will, you know, find other girls of this, you know, who are into same sex and muddle along. And lesbian relationships aren't that different than straight relationships. So just because the woman, the mother's straight, doesn't mean she can't give advice on love and sex to her daughter. I mean, what all young people need, no matter what they're going through sexually, is someone they can talk to openly and honestly who's not going to judge them, that will help them access information if they need it, and who's going to be there when things go wrong. And this woman is clearly going to be brilliant at all of that. So I don't think that she needs to worry at all. And there's no, I mean, if it was a gay man, she might want to have a conversation about contraception and HIV because the rates of things like that are much higher. But with lesbians, there's nothing like that that you really need to visit. Yeah. What would you, would you mind if your daughter was gay? Not at all. No, I wouldn't either. Not at all. Neither of my kids. Not that's not even mm -mm, not man. I I know I know real problems, and that's not one at all. That's an actual beautiful thing, and doesn't even it just yeah. And I think it's so different now. The fluidity of love and who we who we're attracted to at different points in our life. I think you know most of us feel like we know we're heterosexual or homosexual but i think there's a lot of people in the middle of that that could go both ways and have different life partners depending on who touched their heart more i do think that for for like you were saying you know she might not be fully gay she might just be in love with a girl and it might mm-hmm. be someone at school that she loves and because we have we have an awareness of this now and we're allowed to talk about it Sometimes kids say, I'm gay or I'm in love with this woman. You could just be like the person you want to be your best friend. You never want to be sexual with them. You just, you love them. You want to be around them. They make you feel good. So Mm. that doesn't make you gay. That makes you love somebody. Yeah. And and also she said it's a crush. Yeah. And a crush is different than I want to have sex with this girl. I've got a crush on this girl. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, men, sometimes when you're young, you don't know how to deal with them or you don't know how it's going to be sexually. So it's a lot easier if you're not ready for that, for sure. You could be like, I, mom, I have a crush on a girl. Like I'm not into guys because then you don't get all the questions like, do you have a boyfriend? Do you like someone? So mm-hmm. if you name what you think, what's most comfortable for you and you say, this is who I am. And nowadays we can be whatever we want, whenever we want, it can switch, it can change. So, yeah, I think you're just an awesome mom. And I don't mm. think you need to have any conversations except tell her you love her. And that's great. And you support yeah. her. She was, uh, oh, there, there was a comment in the letter that said um, she was relieved that she was having normal teenage feelings. This is, as with the previous question, women, um, not just women, actually, all young kids are becoming sexual a bit later. I think it's very scary now, sex. You've got porn, you've got social mm-hmm. media. There's a lot of pressure on these kids. So, as in our generation, I don't know how old this woman is, but, you know, it was they didn't have all that. It was just a bit of fun and everybody wanted to get up to it. But this has got so much else attached to it. So that's probably quite normal at 16 to be doing that. And just two websites if she does want to educate her or, or she'll probably have her own website, your daughter, at this point. But there's one called Bish, B-I-S-H-U-K.com, which is great for young people. I haven't even found it. I just did a bit of a search today for it and it looks really, really good. And and um, in the States, I mean, you can access these from wherever, but there's something called Go Ask Alice. Have you, are you aware of that one, Kelsey? Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. It's attached to a university and you can ask any question you like about anything at all and they will answer and give you really, really good information backed up by research. It's absolutely fantastic. So that's for anyone, by the way, of whatever age, but it's particularly good for, you know, students and young teenagers. So yeah, I would highly recommend that. 
Yeah. I think that I, I think that you're probably thinking about it way more than she is. I only know because I'm a mom of a 16-year-old daughter. So I know um, that the things I loop on that I think she's thinking about or worried about or needs my help with is very different than what she thinks. So you just, you're a great mom. Just be there for her. She just told you one small thing. Try not to make it too much bigger in your head until she comes back to you with it because we might, you know, sometimes we misunderstand, but I think you're doing everything right. Yeah. I lucky daughter. Fantastic. Yeah. Very lucky daughter. Very sure. lucky daughter. Lucky mom, yes. lucky daughter. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, that's, um, we've finished now. I feel like we could, there's about 50 billion other questions in the little podcast file now ready for us to answer for Kelsey. We might yeah. have to do a hundred podcast questions in a day. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for writing in. There's a lot that we've got to talk about over the next couple of weeks and months. And I love this stuff because it's all changing so quickly. And the dialogue mm. for everybody around sex is getting, I mean, maybe it's because I'm doing this podcast now, but gosh, it feels so different than 10 or 15 years ago. Probably doesn't for you because this is what you do for a living. But man, I find people are always calling and being like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I didn't know that we could like talk about that. Or I've never even mm. said those words. And that's this place I was before I got on this podcast or before Nate died. So mm. it is really, it's exciting for our kids that there's going to be a whole new way to talk about sex and learn about sex. And some of that shame's going to go away that we all had for so long. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I hope it's not going to be replaced with new type of shame. That's what worries me. I don't know. No, I think it is all going in the right direction. Because we're going really well with body shaming and no one does that anymore. Think about what we had to put up with. Exactly. Don't when worry. We were growing we're up. making progress, even if it seems like the world is falling apart in certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention Trump. But anyway. Exactly. Okay, everyone. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.